Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. Today, by popular demand, we are going to be talking about Ozempic. You've probably heard about it. It seems to be the biggest thing for weight loss lately. So today, we are going to break it down. What is Ozempic and how does it actually work? Okay, We're going to discuss some of the differences between something like Ozempic and a fat diet, some of the side effects of Ozempic because the list is quite hefty. And most importantly... Can Ozempic work long-term for weight loss? And what can that really look like? We're going to talk about some of the the biggest underlying cause of weight gain in the first place and my personal thoughts on taking Ozempic, okay? So I'm not going to bore you guys too much with the science and the jargon of the actual drug itself because. I know that's not why you're here. You're here because you're struggling with weight loss and maybe you've even done some of your own research. And even though there are some really great peer-reviewed articles out there, they can be tricky to like weed through and understand because it is filled with so much scientific jargon if you're just the typical person who doesn't know what all these different hormones and compounds mean. So you're probably here in a place where you feel like you've tried a million different things to lose weight and you want to know the details on this popular drug. Does Ozempic work? What are the side effects? And ultimately, is it right for you and your goals? So instead of explaining all of that science, in today's episode, I'm going to give you easy to understand and simplified version of what you should know and consider before deciding if Ozempic is right for you. I still do recommend doing your own research And of course, none of this information presented in today's episode is medical advice. You should always consult your healthcare professional before starting any drug, any supplement, or substance at all. Okay. Now, it does seem like doctors are prescribing this drug like crazy every other day. I see posts about it on social media, people wanting to hear reviews and testimonials about other individuals who have taken it. And what from my experience, the doctors are not telling these individuals is that weight cycling, meaning like gaining and losing and gaining and losing weight is actually so much worse for your metabolic health than weight maintenance, even if you are overweight, assuming that you are not obese. And moreover, you guys, the especially for the listeners of this podcast, the listeners are typically women, 25 to 40-ish. Most of you guys, you have young kids. Your struggles are not just with weight loss, okay? Weight loss is the easy culprit to blame, but often it comes down to body image. It comes down to body confidence and probably self-worth as well. Like Those are the things that are at the root of a lot of these problems. A lot of us have struggled for years with our bodies, literally like since having kids, 
post-pregnancy. Some of you guys even since high school. And I actually had a discussion with quite a few of my clients lately about like the first time they remember feeling fat. And it's crazy how far back those feelings go. And they came from comments and situations that go back to literally like kindergarten for these ladies who are in like their 30s. And I mean, your 50-year-old male doctor doesn't always understand that. And I know your doctor might not be a 50-year-old male doctor, but (laughs) a lot seem to be. And I know there are some amazing doctors out there, some that I know personally who are absolutely outstanding, but just like in any field of work, there are also a lot of bad ones. And they'll see you struggling and like maybe want to help, or maybe they just want to shut you up and get you out of their office. But like the reality is you have to look at the context and like, it's easy to say, oh, lose some weight and all your problems will go away. That truly sounds so appealing, but they don't necessarily know what it feels like to look in the mirror every day and like hate what you see, hate your body every single morning and have those feelings affect every relationship that you have. They don't know what it feels like to feel like you can't get your pre-pregnancy body back. They don't know what it feels like to have these immense societal pressures that are put on women to look a certain way. And you guys, your body is a reflection of your emotional state. So yes, in today's episode, I'm going to break down the physiology of weight loss, both on and off Ozempic, but I don't want to disregard or brush over the mental and emotional aspects of weight loss and how much that affects each and every one of us on our journey to build a healthier body, okay? So I did want to address that, but let's let's dive in. So does Ozempic work for weight loss? That's the big question. And yes, it does. It does work and it works very well. The thing about Ozempic is it you have to continue taking it if you want it to continue to work. You might've also heard of a drug called Wegovi. It's the same thing as Ozempic. They're essentially the exact same medication. They are just different dosages of it, okay? And there are a lot of side effects to these drugs, a lot of them. And they're very, very common. The The big thing I want to dive into though, is we want to look at the, the root of the weight gain in the first place. So if your weight gain is the result of something like untreated binge eating disorder or emotional eating, or even, even simply like lack of education around what to eat to actually lose weight, Ozempic will not fix that. Okay, we want to keep in mind that Ozempic was created for use in adults with type 2 diabetes. It wasn't created to treat weight loss. Okay, it is a revolutionary drug for people with type 2 diabetes. And essentially, like in the simplest, simplest definition, it basically helps them produce their own insulin better. Okay. And how it does that is by mimicking a hormone, GLP 1, that does a combination of things, but essentially it plays a role in our appetite and our digestion, okay? Zempic, it also does quite a few other things in our body that actually chemically change our response to food. So if you are taking it for weight loss, the the way it works and the way it will cause you to lose weight is by suppressing your appetite and or making you feel sick and or not inclined to eat, okay? So that is actually how it causes you to lose weight is by appetite suppression. It is not a magic pill that burns fat and denies the laws of thermodynamics. 
people who don't understand how weight loss actually works or how you actually lose weight. A lot of people don't actually know, like you lose fat by breathing, by breathing it out. (laughs) People often think that there are fat burning pills or fat burning foods. And I mean, honestly, burning fat and losing fat and losing weight are all different things. Like you can be burning fat and not necessarily lose any weight or fat at all. It's just the type of like what fuel you're using for energy. You can be, you can lose fat and have your weight actually go up because you've also put on some lean body mass and you can also lose weight, have your weight go down, but have your fat go up because you have lost lean body mass and actually gained fat mass. Okay. So there's a lot of misinformation and misconceptions out there about what losing weight, losing fat and burning fat actually is. But The most important thing to know is there is no substance that can magically melt fat off of your body. So if you want to lose weight, the first thing you want to look at is what is causing you to be overweight in the first place. And usually, usually, almost always, it's overeating. Now I'm going to break this down. Stay with me because I know it's not as simple to say like, oh, you're fat, just eat less, you'll lose weight. I mean, and sometimes it can be that simple, but in knowing that, even if you do have like a rare disorder or something like, let's say PCOS, or you're in menopause, or you have a slow metabolism, those are things that can make weight loss more challenging. It can, it doesn't necessarily, but at a fundamental level, no matter what is going on in your body, no matter if you have any of those things I just listed off, no matter if you do, if you don't, at a fundamental level, the reason you aren't losing weight, that anyone isn't losing weight is because you are eating too much based on your metabolism, okay? Those things, PCOS, menopause, what was the other one I said? Just a slow metabolism, I think was what I said. They affect your metabolism and people will throw that word around, metabolism, metabolism, But all it really refers to is your body's ability to use and consume and burn through calories, okay? And then now another problem here is that, yes, a reduction in appetite and a reduction in cravings that that comes along with taking Ozempic, it sounds great. But, and even what I was just talking about kind of also reinforces this complete misconception that you need to eat less to lose weight. When in fact, most of us need to eat more. Now, I know I said overeating is the cause of weight gain, but we need to eat more of the right things. We need to eat more protein, more vegetables, more whole foods. And in doing that, you'll actually be able to eat more food volume because it's not the the abundance of food that necessarily causes us to gain weight. It's the abundance of calories, especially empty calories, foods that are packed with calories that we don't even know are in there all of those added sugars, all of those added trans fats that marketing companies are putting in their food because they're wanting us to get addicted to their food and gain weight so that we want to come back and eat more and more and more and get us stuck in that cycle, right? Those foods, they are conducive to weight gain, right? The marketing companies, unfortunately, don't really care about your health. They care about making money. but in eating more of the stuff that your body really needs. And now I'm not saying you can't ever have treats. That's not at all the point of this. It's just saying we, we need to be eating protein in accordance to our body goals and more vegetables, more whole foods, and the foods that give your body what it actually needs to reduce those cravings instead of putting a synthetic blanket, aka Ozempic, 
over an underlying issue to remove those cravings, right? And okay, so moving forward, now that we've kind of like identified this component of overeating in terms of calories causing weight gain and defined it, I guess, as eating, not, not necessarily eating too much food, but as eating too many calories. And that being the reason for 99.9% of people's weight gain in the first place, we then want to ask ourselves, why are you overeating? Okay, because that is the key to understanding how to maintain the weight loss. Because yes, you can just stop eating and you will lose weight. And if you're taking Ozempic, it's also going to suppress the appetite as opposed to if you do a fad diet and you just stop eating, it's not going to suppress your appetite. And again, losing the weight doesn't necessarily mean you are losing fat. It just means the scale, the number on the scale is going down, right? So for example, are you struggling to lose weight because you are binge eating because your body is actually lacking certain nutrients and you're getting these really intense cravings, okay? Well, eating less isn't going to fix that. Eating less is actually going to make it worse. So when you take Ozempic, it suppresses your appetite. It changes chemically in your brain and in your body, the way that you view food and the way that you feel about food, often making you feel nauseous about food. Those nutritional imbalances are just going to grow. That malnourishment is just going to increase because we haven't fixed the issue. We've just put a blanket over it. And in fact, it's very highly likely going to make it much worse, especially when you go off Ozempic, we take that blanket off and those wounds are ripped right open again, right? Another example, like, are you binging or like, are you overeating due to something deeper rooted? Is food for you somehow connected to comfort? Do you have past traumas that you are suppressing that are manifesting as these unhealthy eating habits? Again, a pill will not fix that. Ozempic will suppress your appetite, but it won't heal your trauma, right? Are you someone who self-sabotages on your fitness journey or your weight loss journey because you actually fear success? Maybe you have never been fit. You've never been thin you don't know what that looks or feels like for you. So every time you make progress with your weight loss, subconsciously, you sabotage yourself because you don't actually believe you are capable of achieving that body that you want. And even though you so badly want it subconsciously, your mind wants to keep you safe. And what is safe is what is comfortable. And if your whole life you have been overweight and you have been trying to lose weight, that is what is going to feel comfortable for you. That is where you are subconsciously going to want to keep recalibrating to is that place that you're used to. That's like, I'm fat, I'm overweight, I'm not good enough. I need to lose weight. So every time you start to get to a place where you don't feel that way, your mind is going to go, oh my God, what is this? We've never been here before. Let's go back to what we are used to. And that's why it can feel like no matter what you do, you can't lose weight. But that is not actually the truth. Okay. And this can come from limiting beliefs. It can come from past experiences, from the way you grew up. Maybe a family member ingrained in your brain that you were just big boned and now you believe you can't lose weight. And now you believe you have to take a zumbag and you can't just go to the gym like all these other fit people do. Maybe your parent always commented on like how much you ate or your spouse made comments about your body. Like these things, they do stick with us and they create these subconscious beliefs that we go through life with. The thing is, a pill, a drug will not change your belief systems. Only you can do that. And only you can do that by, by doing the deep work. 
this this type of stuff is what we teach our clients and the type of work that we do with our clients at Cut and Conquer. So Ozempic, it's not like a kickstart your weight loss journey tactic. And and like again, that's largely because it stops working when you stop taking it. So all of these things that you are suppressing, whether it is physically or mentally or emotionally, they're going to come crashing down on you when you stop taking that drug. Like this is also shown in the trials. Again, a big takeaway point is it's not Ozempic that makes you lose the weight. Like that, I want to drive that home into your brain. It is not Ozempic that makes you lose the weight. Okay. As we talked about, it is not a miracle drug that just melts fat off of your body. Okay. It's not Ozempic that makes you lose the weight. It's the change in behavior that allows you to lose the weight. And the change in behavior is eating less. Okay. Now, I don't know if like anything can drive home the importance of nutrition like that does. Okay. Nutrition literally dictates your weight loss journey. That is on Ozempic. That is off Ozempic. That is on any drug, off any drug with any type of metabolic disorder or without a metabolic disorder, no matter what. And again, like if you're a client of mine, you will know that you can eat more and lose weight. You will know that you can see the scale go down and actually gain body fat. You will know that you can see the scale go up and actually lose body fat because the scale, again, it doesn't measure fat loss. It just measures your weight. And BMI, again, which is a lot of what people are using to determine eligibility for Ozempic, like BMI is a horrible determinant of body composition. Like to be obese, I think it's a rating of 30. And I haven't had mine actually done in a very long time. But when I did, this was back, I was actually heavier, quite a bit heavier than I am now because again, I just competed. But my BMI was like 28, which is very close to obese. And obviously that's not the case for me. So that alone is like a super misleading metric. But I want to break down kind of what I what I just talked about in relation to Ozempic in terms of eating more, losing weight, and the scale changing based on fat loss or just weight loss. Okay. So let's break it down. Let's say you start Ozempic, the scale drops, the number on the scale drops because your food intake reduces. And if you're on Ozempic, I'm probably going to assume that you were not eating the proper nutrients and like portions of carbs and proteins and fats for your body and your goals prior to taking it. Because if you were, you wouldn't need to take a drug to see progress because you would just see the progress based on your nutrition. Because just like we discussed, your nutrition completely dictates whether you're losing weight or gaining weight, despite any other variable at all. So next, because you do decrease your food intake as a result of taking Ozempic, your energy will also drop. Food is literally energy. That's what calories are. They're stored energy. We get them when we consume food. And thus, you will have less energy to work out. Okay, If you have less energy, workout performance inevitably declines. Just like during my prep, for example, my calories were very low. My workout performance, unfortunately, at the end was like very poor because I didn't have a lot of energy in my body. Now my calories are high, I'm reverse dieting, things are fantastic, training is strong, it's amazing. <laughs> but again, your workout performance will decline. And that's if you were even working out and assuming that you don't exhibit any of the very common side effects, such as things like dizziness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, there's cause or side effects such as like damaged blood vessels in your eyes, pancreatitis, kidney problems, thyroid cancer. And in some of those more severe cases, training performance wouldn't just decline, it would obviously completely cease to exist. Okay. 
And if you are or were not working out or you stop working out due to the low energy and or the unpleasant physical side effects, you will lose muscle. And if you are not eating enough, especially enough protein, which almost no ladies are, let alone if you're taking Ozempic, most people aren't in the first place, then you cut your appetite down with a pill, give you some nausea. Now you're really probably not going to eat enough protein at all. And you probably weren't to begin with. You have the suppressed appetite, the nausea, like you're going to lose lean muscle, especially if your workout intensity reduces or you cease to work out at all because you're sick. And maybe you're thinking like, okay, well, whatever, not a big deal because my goal isn't to build muscle. My goal is to lose weight. So that's fine. And okay, sure. But even if you don't want to build muscle, we never want to lose lean body mass because that muscle and that lean body mass actually helps you burn calories. Because unlike fat, muscle is a metabolically active tissue, meaning it burns calories to just have muscle on your body. So if you lose muscle or you lose lean body mass as a result of not eating or not training or reduced training, it's going to be harder for you to lose weight going forward, whether again, you are taking a drug or not, okay? Because the less lean body mass you have, the more challenging it's going to be because the less metabolically active tissue you have. And that's why we always say like the more muscle you build, again, it's not like, oh my God, now you burn 10,000 more calories, but the more muscle you build, the easier losing weight gets. Again, whether you're taking drugs or not. Now, you can see the scale go down and actually have a higher body fat percentage, which is most likely the case with those taking Ozempic, okay? This is what we will typically see because yes, you are probably losing some fat, but you are also losing some muscle, some water, some bone density due to everything I explained above, the unpleasant side effects, the lack of energy, the malnourishment, the fact that you likely weren't eating the proper nutrients to begin with because if you were, you wouldn't be struggling with your weight. And secondly, Now that you have no appetite, you're definitely not eating the nutrients that your body needed. Plus the the physical side effects, all of that, it is not conducive to putting on or maintaining lean body mass, unfortunately. So yeah, you might might have lost weight, but you are not going to feel very healthy. You are not going to feel very good, likely, even if you don't experience the, the very common side effects. And you're also not going to just be losing body fat. Um, So the scale is going to go down, but you're still going to have that, what most people call like skinny fat look because you're not giving the body the nutrients it wants. You're not lifting weights. And that's what actually sculpts and tones your body to look the way you want and to add the shape that you want, okay? Plus, you guys, metabolic downregulation is a thing. And I talked about this in the podcast last week. This is why it gets harder and harder to lose weight every time we gain it back, again, with or without Ozempic. If you chronically diet and you chronically gain and lose weight, your metabolism is going to be slower than what it should be. And every time you diet, it's going to get worse and worse if you don't reverse diet properly. This is also why you might think that macros don't work for you. I've heard that a lot. Macros just don't work for me. Okay, well, no shit. You put it into a calculator, you go macros.com or whatever. I don't know if that's a website. I'm not trashing it. I don't know. Macros, Google it up. And then you put in this calculator that you found and you put, I'm active and I'm this age and whatever. But the calculator doesn't know that you had an eating disorder for five years. It doesn't know that you've been starving yourself. It doesn't know that you just got off a drug that was enabling you to continue to starve yourself. It doesn't know the history of what you're used to eating or any of these types of of factors. So it pumps out these calories and these macros for you based on an ideal situation of someone in your position. Okay. And 
unfortunately, most of us are not in an ideal situation when it comes to our bodies and our metabolic health. And that is why macros don't work for you is because you're getting it from a calculator because macros work for everyone. Macros are literally just food. So like people say to me like, oh, I want to work with you, but I'm not doing macros. And it's like, I won't burst their bubble, but it's like, well, no matter what diet you're doing, what coach you're working with, whether you're doing keto or just whole foods or like intermittent fasting or anything, you're still doing macros because macros are just food. So are you saying that like food doesn't work? <laughs> but I know it's it's literally just a misconception and it's just a lack of, of understanding and a lack of awareness and education around proper nutrition, which I feel like is something that should be basic teachings for every single human being, but so many people are just not educated on it and it is not their fault. But anyways, in order to speed up your metabolism, you need to reverse diet. And that means you need to eat food. Now, maybe you don't know what reverse reverse dieting is, or maybe you do and you're scared of it because God forbid you gain weight. Lucky for you, reverse dieting is not for weight gain. In fact, it's to do the opposite. It's a tool to ensure you don't gain weight back especially after weight loss. Then it sets you up for better success next time you enter a fat loss phase. If you guys are interested in that, you want more info, episode, Beyond the Body episode 104 is completely on reverse side and you can get a ton of good info there. Because honestly, guys, you need to eat to fuel your body to lose fat. Okay, you just need to be eating the right amounts in the right portions for your body and your goals. My clients at Cut and Conquer who are training for fat loss and or body recomposition They lose anywhere from like one to three pounds per week on average consistently. And they eat a ton. They eat way more. I would say 99.9% of them agree. If you are a client and you are listening to this and you agree, tag me, screenshot it and be like, yes, I agree. This is so true. They eat way more than they did before joining Cut and Conquer and probably more than they ever have in their life. And they're losing weight, like one to three pounds per week on average. That's an average. Weight loss is not linear. But on average, I would say across the the women in the program as well. Anyways, the men actually are probably trending much higher than that for, for weight loss. And it's because they are consuming the nutrients their bodies need in order to optimally respond to their training. We teach them to eat high volume so that they will naturally stay full longer and they don't have to take a drug to suppress their cravings because they're not going to get the cravings because they're eating a high volume of food that is in accordance to the amount of calories that they need to be consuming to still fuel their body, still keep their energy high, but still allow them to lose that weight, okay? We teach them portion sizes for their bodies and for their goals and how to adjust and swap foods on their nutrition plans when they are feeling more hunger or when they are feeling really, really full because that is such an important tool. I'm not against like meal plans, but I don't love it when a fitness professional just hands a client a meal plan. And it's like, here, follow this. And it's like, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this. Unless you were like a competitor or an advanced athlete, like that can definitely be necessary in elite, in elite cases. But for a general lifestyle client who is looking to gain muscle or lose body fat, you need to have a basic awareness of as to like how to swap foods and like what foods can substitute for certain foods and like what foods cannot and why. You don't need to be a nutritionist, a nutritional expert by any means, but you need a a really basic foundation so that you can set yourself up for success and feel prepared long-term and not just be like, oh my God, okay, I lost all this weight on this plan, but like what's going to happen when I go off of it, right? So again, you need to know how to eat when you're feeling more hungry. You need to know how to eat when you're feeling more full and still stay in accordance to your own personal nutrition targets. 
And then you can still go through the day feeling satisfied, not feeling like you're starving yourself or force feeding yourself based on a meal plan that was handed to you by a coach. Those are the types of tools, you guys, that will allow you to not just maintain weight loss, but really progress long-term and really keep improving throughout your fitness journey. Okay. Now, what, what makes, in my opinion, Ozempic scary is that it is so powerful. Okay. And that you can go into it with the best intentions. I've heard this before, like people saying, yeah, I'm just going to use it at the beginning. And then once I lose all the weight, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start going to the gym. But you guys, like, I know most of us have good intentions. We always have good intentions. We never go into a marriage expecting to end in a divorce. We never start something expecting to fail at it. But you guys, the, the thing that's scary about it is it is very powerful. When you start it, you do not have to eat healthy to lose weight. You do not have to go to the gym to lose weight. If anyone told you that, you would be like, that's questionable because we know that those are the things that we need to do to be healthy, not even to lose weight, to be healthy for ourselves and for our family. So just think about that for a minute and really let that sink in. Because if you weren't willing to eat healthy and you weren't willing to go to the gym and you weren't willing to start taking care of your body before starting the drug because you didn't like your body, why would you start after, right? And it becomes so often this kind of balancing act of, okay, well, like, what can I get away with while taking this drug and still make progress? Especially if you're experiencing those side effects, because if you're nauseous, going to the gym is not super appealing. So if you can still lose the weight without doing that, why wouldn't you, right? And if you've never ate healthy or worked out before, you're not going to do it after because you obviously didn't want to, or you would have chosen differently. And that is a choice that you made. If you wanted to work out or eat better, you would have already made that choice, okay? And when you stop the drug, maybe you lost the weight, but nothing really changed other than, as we talked about, your metabolism will have slowed down from not eating enough and your weight is less on the scale. And, and so is your lean body mass, okay? And think about this too. When you are not used to having the cravings anymore because the drug will literally take them away. How are you going to respond? And are you going to be able to handle those when they come back, right? Because when you do the work naturally and you learn how to respond to your body's natural hunger cues, you learn how to become in tune with them. You learn how to manage and balance your hunger hormones through proper nutrition. You gain tools and you gain strategies and you gain insight into how to continue doing that and how to continue working towards progress. But when you just put a synthetic blanket over it and it goes away, you're not used to that. You have no tools, you have no strategy, you have no education, you have no preparation for what to do when they come back because they will come back. And I'm not telling you that to be like, oh, you just should work with a trainer and like, don't take this drug. Like I'm telling you it because it's the truth. You can look at every single study. When you stop taking the drug, you stop losing the weight. And to me, that is terrifying because it's not even like, one of those crash diet, fad diet things where you're doing, what was that one? Like the military diet where you eat a can of tuna and that was it all day and a cracker or something. Like you, when you're doing those, you still experience the hunger and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm like really hungry. I'm just not eating. But Ozempic will literally, it lets you ignore the cause of everything. It is literally a synthetic band-aid that allows you to basically malnourish yourself, okay? There was a study done on non-diabetics. Now, it wasn't Ozempic. It was Wagovi. But again, as discussed, they're the same thing. And it was two, two groups. 
One was taking a placebo. One was taking a Wegovy. Both of the groups received lifestyle intervention, meaning like they had counseling sessions with like a nutritionist or they had, they were both working out similar training plans, that sort of thing. And the group taking the drug lost an average of 12.4% more weight than the placebo group, which is significant. And I think that was over, I can't remember, but I think it was like a six month. It might've been over a one year span. I can't recall. So like that's a significant difference. However, after a year of going off the drug, now both, remember, both groups received the intervention, meaning they were both working out and they were both eating better, okay? I don't remember that. I don't know the details, honestly. But the people who went off the drug, so the ones who were taking the drug, not the placebo, a year later regained an average of two-thirds of the weight that they lost back, okay? And the health markers that they measured because they studied like their blood pressure and their cholesterol and all of these markers of the people who went off the drug, all of their health markers that had improved after taking the drug and losing the weight, they also reversed, whereas the other groups did not. So that is super, super interesting. Now, is Ozempic bad? Not necessarily. In fact, for certain individuals, it is very revolutionary and life-changing, especially for those taking it as intended for type 2 diabetes. But you do have to keep taking it for it to keep working, okay? Obviously, it is up to you to weigh the pros and cons of taking this drug for something like weight loss. Would I recommend it for weight loss? I personally think it is the lazy way out. And I think the people who do not need it are taking it away from the people who actually do. And unfortunately, although some people have had really great experiences, and I know people personally who have had really great experiences with it, a lot of people end up having to do the work the old-fashioned way anyways after they stop taking it. Because as we discussed, it stops working. So enduring all of those brutal side effects, feeling sick, feeling nauseous, missing events, having to call in sick to work, literally puking all over the place. Like that's literally what happens. And then only to gain the weight back, in my opinion, it is not worth it. So that is it. That is all for today's episode. I hope you guys got some value. If you liked this one, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nafina, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.